welcome back to uh, another No Topic is Safe podcast. Um, I'm your host, or one of your hosts, Caleb, and our co-host. That I don't like that. <laughs> I feel. You stupid. know what? Let's just keep, let's just keep it going because it's hilarious when we fuck up. <laughs> and welcome, welcome back. No, it's welcome like, back. What, you know what's funny is like this might be people's first episode, and they're like, "I was never here, man." Right. Uh, I'm, I'm Angie oh, Nix, God, by right. the way. I'm just going to introduce myself. <clears throat> I'm Caleb Nix. So, <laughs> Caleb Nix, Angie Nix. Fuck, we're so bad at this. Okay, it's um, okay. Anyway, today I wanted to talk about the uh, the book that you're reading, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, who's the author? Mark Manson. Mark Manson. So, we're, yeah, we're giving credits where credit is due, but... Um, you've been kind of reading the book over the last week and been kind of sharing little tidbits here and there with me. And it's like, holy crap, there's a lot of little things like you've been sharing, like, you know, screenshots of pages and stuff like that with me. And there's one in particular page that kind of like hit. And it was the, the idea of like, we kind of get in these modes of like a relationship dynamic that starts getting a little bit messed up because we give a fuck too much and we're too worried about things, um, Mm. about what the, like caretaking the other person's needs and stuff. So like, I I was just kind of wanted to get your take on, um, what that means for relationships and what that means for you as an individual. Like, yeah. So like, let's talk. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm just going to go ahead. Cause I know what you're talking about. Um, I sent you that quote. Okay. You good? Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk now. <laughs> okay. So um, th- there was a quote where he says, the mark of a healthy, or sorry, the mark of an unhealthy relationship is two people who try to solve each other's problems in order to feel good about themselves. Rather, a healthy relationship is when two people solve their own problems in order to feel good about each other. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> that mm-hmm. sounds way better. Because I know that you and me tend to get into a dynamic where I'm taking care of your needs, you're taking care of my needs. Um, I put too much energy towards your success of your career. You put too much energy towards my success with my career. And we end up feeling just burnt out and resentful when we could just focus on our own shit and move forward together. So that was a really good page, but that's, that's towards the end of the book, actually. So going back, he actually starts this whole book off with, saying basically the premise is that we care too much about too many things and the subtle art of not giving a fuck isn't about indifference or apathy it's just about honing down where you're going to put your energy and your focus and maybe not let all the other stuff especially the things that are out of your control take away from that energy and that focus so that ultimately is the premise of the book is that our society is is trying to capture our attention and make us give a fuck about everything and that that can actually make you very ill, um, very burnt out, very resentful towards the world. And what we actually want to do is just be really selective about the fucks that we do give. So that's the whole Mm -hmm. premise. Okay. So why do you think that this book has been so popular? Because I feel like I've been hearing about this book for a long time. Like I've, I've never read it. Um, but I feel like we've been hearing about this for a long time and a lot of people are like preaching that like this book is amazing. Oh my God, you yeah. need to read this book. Like, 
what is it about like today's culture that makes this book so like awesome and such a like have a cult following essentially? Well, it's really relevant because I think a lot of us nowadays with social media and access to all the information that we have access to, it is hard to not be very opinionated and righteous with our own causes and everybody's kind of vying for your attention to care about what they care about. And um, this is sort of the anecdote for that. I think that one of the other cool things about it was trying to help people sort of reestablish their meaning of life and their meaning of success. And he says this so articulately where he goes, the whole way that we acquire happiness isn't avoiding problems. Adversity is everywhere. There's always going to be a shit show around the corner, but you attain happiness from finding the problems that you like to solve. For example, if I am a personal trainer, right, I really need to enjoy solving the problem of fitness and of health. And ultimately, because I enjoy solving that problem, I'm going to be constantly fulfilled. So that's mm -hmm. another reason. I think it really got, it gets to the, like, the crux of how we can be fulfilled in a very simple way. And just getting rid of that illusion of what we seek is happiness, what we seek is this hedonistic, feel-good state. That's not the truth. We do not, happiness is an emotion. It's a byproduct of doing something that you love and care about. It's an emotion, not an outcome. It's a journey, not a destination. And so just refocusing your energy and your effort back to the journey of solving problems that you enjoy solving really can give people a whole new meaning for life. Hmm. I think that's why it's popular. <laughs> it, yeah, it kind of sounds like this book is almost like a, a little bit of a roadmap to like figuring yourself out too, because I feel like a lot of people with the way the culture is right now, they, they get kind of pigeonholed into thinking that there's only one, you know, recipe for success. So it sounds like this book is very much a proponent of like, figure your own shit out, figure out what you want in this life, and then mm -hmm. kind of go after it. Absolutely. Like, because, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was like, going to say my own totally base. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, yeah. Especially so, uh, with like, social media and everybody sort of always posting their highlight reels and we see all these amazing a-listers with their fantastic lives and you know comparison is hell but um it, it makes us all feel like if we aren't multi-millionaires living a jet-setting lifestyle that we are failing at something and there's a really beautiful thing that he also says where he goes being average has become the new standard of failure in our society and so rather than average being average, we all feel like average isn't good enough anymore. And so it puts this whole dynamic of perfection and grind and gotta be good at everything to everyone and all this pressure. And really we need to take a step back and go, hey, what is happiness to me? You know, cool, that person likes to travel a lot. I've been traveling. Turns out, I think it's fun to do occasionally. I could never be happy doing that perpetually forever. <laughs> it's exhausting to yeah, me. It's exhausting. It it's lonely. Um, it's chaotic. 
And so it's like, sure, that's, that might be fun for a vacation for a couple weeks at a time. But for me, that is not my definition of success. It reminds me one time I had an athlete come over and, um, you know, it, at the time you and me were living in that tiny little apartment in Cheyenne. And yeah. he was like, he was, and I was, you know, talking about like a success mentality and all this stuff. He was like, well, have you made it? And I was like, dude, I literally get to do exactly what I want with who I want, how I want to every fucking day. Yeah, I fucking made it, man. Mm-hmm. And I, it had never occurred to me that someone would look at my life and think that I wasn't successful because I had already defined what it meant to me. So we also right. have to be careful of not applying our own definition of success and then projecting that onto other people and judging them by it. It had never occurred to me that someone would see me as not successful. And that was right. kind of like an eye opener of like, holy shit, we really need to all figure out what success to means <laughs> means to us as an individual. Right? Dude. Yeah, I, I think I remember that conversation happening and like we talked about it after that and we were like, yeah, we have like a little one bedroom apartment, but we literally have, yeah, we literally had everything that we wanted. Yeah. Like and we it, had and our it, gym know, in the garage and like we had the sauna in the, in the apartment and we had, you know, like the good clean food that we wanted and we had a space that fulfilled all of our needs and like and outside our fancy of mattresses. That, exactly. Like outside of that, what else do you really need? Like that was our version of success. So it worked. Right. And, and it's just so, and also we should probably say that we are naturally minimalist, um, which is, doesn't mean that we don't like stuff. It just means that we have our own definition of what we want to consume and what we want to buy and pay for. And it's more about, it's not about, um, having what you want. It's wanting what you've got. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, at the time that this was like four years ago, but at the time we were going through a very minimalistic, um, a phase where we were just cleansing ourselves of all of this stuff that we had accumulated because prior to Cheyenne, we were living in Southern California in this huge three bedroom house with the, you know, detached garage. And we, you know, we had all this furniture in it. We had two bedrooms we didn't even fucking use. And it was just kind of like, let's get back to the basics because <laughs> this is just not adding anything to my life. Of course, now you and me would love to have a lot more money. We would love to have a bigger house up in the woods. And that's what we're working towards. But it just never occurred to me that my definition of success wasn't someone else's. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And so reading this book, it just reminded me of that moment where I was like, thank God you and me kind of have been doing this and being really careful about living our way and defining Mm -hmm. success to ourselves and then going after that with a fucking vengeance. Yeah. So I think that that's, um, that's another insight that this book, um, highlights. That's very, very cool. Yeah. So I, that kind of brings me to a, that makes me think about another question where if there's somebody that is like starting to figure out, like, this is what I want. This is the way I want to live my life. And they're running into those little blocks with people or not, I wouldn't say blocks, but like the little bits of confusion in comparison where other people are like trying to be like, oh, you're not successful because you're not living in a mansion and driving a Ferrari. Like how should Mm -hmm. those people kind of like convey that message to those people that are like kind of stuck in that like more material is better 
rather than mm. better material is better. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you just have to hold fast to your values and then communicate it to others. It reminds me of that time where I, um, I hung out with a homeless guy for a day and he was super fucking rad, man. <laughs> Zach, yeah. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. He was so yeah. cool. He, you know, this, this guy came in with a guitar to Starbucks and on his way in, I heard the baristas behind the bar being like, oh my God, look at this guy. Is he gonna, is he gonna play his guitar for us? <laughs> They're just being fucking bitches, man. And, yeah. and yes, I will use that term. They were being bitches, okay? <laughs> and we could keep that in there. I do not need to be PC right now because that was fucked up. <laughs> that was uh, fucked. And that was fucked. And so he comes in and he sits down trying to get out of the fucking cold. And I don't know, there was just something about him. He had really good vibes. He had good vibes. He smiled at me, he sat down, he was minding his own business, being very respectful, doing his thing. And I was like, hey man, like, I had nothing to do by the way. <laughs> and I was like, hey man, like, do you wanna, do you want, want some breakfast? And we got to chatting and he was like traveling all over the country and playing guitar, but one of his strings broke. And, I, and we were just chatting. I was like, oh yeah, let's go get you some, some new strings. We spent the whole day together just, talking and running errands together and you know I gave him a bunch of stuff so oh. he'd be more successful and I'm not trying to virtue signal I'm just trying to tell you that it was a really fucking good day and that this guy had so much wisdom and so much freedom and there was this one thing that he said to me that I'll never forget he goes you know time for me passes real slow and everybody else it seems like their lives go so fast and they don't even stop to like appreciate it and I was just like, holy shit, man. And yeah. it's kind of like that Gandhi quote, right? There's more to life than increasing its speed. And this dude, I swear to God, he figured something out about life. Like, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wouldn't trade places with him because that's not my definition of success. But he was fine on his own. He was happy. He's like, I just play my guitar when I need money. And then I go on to the next place. And then I visit my friends all over the country and sleep on couches. Not my definition, but the dude was fucking happy. And he was living his life his way on his time. And I think that that is something also that we tend to lose sight of. The days only get faster and faster the more you're on the wrong path. The more you're distracted, the less you're present. Your life's going to pass you by. And this, this guy had it. He had something figured out. Um, so anyways... <laughs> Uh, just make so, sure, <laughs> yeah. Just make sure that you define it for yourself, and then attack it with a vengeance, whatever it is. Okay. I remember that day when you texted me and you told me, "You're like, hey, I'm hanging out with a homeless guy." I was like, "Babe, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Be careful." <laughs> I like to do that sometimes, but I never do it if I if I. I mean, I don't put myself in yeah. danger. I have a really good pulse right. on people, though. Um, but yes, you were, you do you were hundred percent have so much better of a pulse on people than I think I've ever seen. Like you have such a good radar for if somebody is safe, if somebody's dangerous, if somebody has unhealed stuff, if somebody, you know, is like a good person. So, um, this guy it's, was it's, you such know, a good person. Yeah. Since then, I know you've like started, you know, just like trying to spread this message with people, like trying to open, have people open their hearts up and, you know, have conversations with people that they probably wouldn't normally have a conversation with. And like, this is, it's really cool. Cause I think 
you know, I've, I've started trying to implement this a little bit and like trying to talk to people here and there when I probably normally wouldn't talk to them. So, I mean, this is a really good message that I think people should try to like listen to is that like figure out what you want out of this life and have conversations with other people from different walks of life because that could very well help you figure out what you want because like you said, that's not the life that you want, but you saw something and there was some wisdom there that he was able to share with you that kind of yeah. gave you more perspective. And I guess that's what it's all about is getting more perspective in life. So, Oh, I mean, I, oh I, my gosh. I think, exactly. That is exactly the whole point is growth yeah. and expansion and growing your awareness. And what you just said, like, that's the whole point. So if you are someone who constantly surrounds yourself with people who you already agree with them, you already, um, you already know them, you already think the way they think, you are going to be so limited in your perspective. And I truly believe that every single person that we cross path, paths with is a teacher or can be a teacher. And there's something to learn from them. And I, I shifted my perspective on that when I was still in college. And I was like, and that's really when I started doing that. I started, you know, yeah. talking to people who I would never talk to. You know, the guy that's preaching on the corner telling us we're all going to go to hell. I would fucking stop and talk to that guy. Be like, hey, man, like, what's this all about? You know, I visited churches. I would, I would do all sorts of, read books that I never would want to read, for example. I think it's so important, especially today when we are polarized so much. It's so important to understand the other side, so to speak. It's so important mm. to talk to people you disagree with. Stop listening to your friends about people they already disagree with. That's their interpretation. Go to the source. Go to the source. See what their side is before you make that judgment. It's so easy to just hang around yeah. with people who are just like you. It's so lazy, I would say. And what are you like doing? All you're doing is trying to protect your ego and protect your mm -hmm. sense of moral righteousness. Yep. <laughs> it seems like the the world is like the social media algorithm. You notice how on like social media, if you consume a certain type of content, you know, social media is just gonna keep spitting that content at you. I feel like life and the world is the same. If you keep yeah. consuming and keep surrounding yourself with the same stuff, you're gonna get the same stuff. So you're never gonna grow and expand. So that, that's like the worst thing you can do for yourself. Like have conversations with other people that you normally wouldn't converse, converse with. and. Like you said, yeah. I mean, I've, I've talked to multimillionaires. I've talked to multimillionaires as well, and they have mm -hmm. a lot of cool shit to say too. So I'm not saying that like, you know, this this total minimalist, you know, vagabond lifestyle is for everyone, and that that's the only thing that's valuable. Everybody has something to share. Everybody has something that you can learn from, um, and mm -hmm. it's all about just that exposure. And the more it's funny, the more you do this, the more you realize how awesome everybody really is <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, you know and it's like wow we're so much more alike than we give ourselves credit for and that what the world wants us to think we are so much more alike we all want to be loved we all want to be cared for we all want to be good people we all want to make the world a better place how that manifests looks different but that's really what we all want and I just don't think we should keep buying into this us versus them mentality. It's very small minded. Ooh, that brings me to another point about um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck, bringing it, <laughs> bringing okay. it back around. 
but there's this part where he's talking about how, um, oh, basically, like, <laughs> I think that the title was, You're Wrong About Everything and So Am I. And that was the title of the chapter. And the premise is no one fucking knows the whole truth. And we're all, we all have this entitlement to our own moral standards. And it reminds me of something I just posted, which was this, this quote that says, um, it is very easy to confuse personal preferences with rules everyone else should be following. Oh, shit. And basically, that's what this chapter was about. It was about, look, you can have your rules and they can work for you wonderfully, but it doesn't mean that you have the full picture. It doesn't mean that you should be applying that to everyone and humble yourself. You don't have the full picture. You don't have, you don't know everything. You're not all knowing. <laughs> and, and also, I would just like to point out <laughs> that your way will never work for absolutely everyone all of the time. You're, I'm sure if, as we keep living, we discover my way doesn't even work for me as I continue living and going forward with my life. Right. The rules that worked for me in high school do not work for me in college. The rules that work for me in college don't work for me as an adult. So it's so weird to me that people have all these rules and they think that number one, they're correct and they're the full picture. And number two, that everybody should be following them. And number three, that they're not going to change as they evolve. It's hilarious. And so that book just reminds us in that chapter to like, okay, Take a little chill pill. Let's let's swallow some pride here. And let's just kind of recognize that we don't have all the answers. And let's accept and love ourselves anyways. Mm. Very insightful. Damn. That is, that's like a fucking mic drop moment right there. <laughs> well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take this mic off and throw it. <laughs> No, 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 but that is like, I think that's a really good place to end. Like that, what you were like, man, that is. It's good. That's it's beautiful. Good that is beautiful. And oh man, that's got my brain spinning on a bunch of things, but like, I think we're, we're coming up on time. So I think that's a, uh, that's a good place to end it, but. Are there any last little things that you'd like to kind of share with people about that book that, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll share, share a quote from that book. Okay. Um, okay. So people, here it is. People hold on to arbitrary certainties and try to enforce them on others, often violently in the name of some made up righteous cause people high on a sense of false superiority fall into inaction and lethargy for fear of trying something worthwhile and failing at it. Basically, mm. you want to start like, right? Like if you, because <laughs> yeah. it's so much easier to just be around people that you agree with than it is to actually grow and fail at something. <laughs> yep. And then, oh, one more quote, one more quote. Okay. Our culture yeah. today confuses great attention with great success, assuming them to be the same thing, but they are not. Tension doesn't equal success, especially with this whole modern digital world that we're living in. Yeah. Very cool. I cannot recommend the book enough. The Subtle Art yeah. of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Please check it out. It will, it will illuminate so many things, hopefully. Um, <laughs> it sounds like it life. can change your life. 
It's really good. I mean, there's a reason it blew up, right? Um, yeah. I, I love that it blew up. That's fucking awesome. So hope Thank that you. helps. Thanks for the oh, insight. <laughs> and, 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 and also, um, I guess we should do this thing where, where we say our social media handles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Okay, so um, yeah. if you want to follow me, I do a lot of posts on how to overcome trauma, how to communicate better, um, uh, how our physical bodies and physical health um, can help our mental health. Uh, but I also do a lot of other stuff that just helps, helps you up-level uh, your life. So um, if you want more content like that, follow me at the real Angie Nix um, on Instagram and I am there. And you can follow me at Caleb Nix uh, on Instagram. Um, I post uh, basically my workouts and a lot of the clips from these podcasts that we're doing. So go check it out. Yay. Thank you. All right. Thanks. See you guys next time.